Hello, and welcome back to Motifs Between the Notes podcast, where we invite Rhode Island musicians to perform their original music and then sit down for a discussion about it with our host. Let's begin. Hey, this is a brand new original. I'm playing with the Beth Aaron String Band. It's one of those I thought I should start off with one that doesn't really have a name yet. But new song is pretty powerful, <laughs> whatever you why you wrote it.
great. <laughs> so yeah, that was an original. That's the next one. Um, is a song I wrote. Come, uh, come around. good old-fashioned relationship that you just piss them off all the time and you're like I don't know what I did <laughs> so this is me saying sorry <laughs>
still. But it sounds okay. actually came out like maybe a year ago. I recorded this with uh, Ben Richard, who was a fantastic fiddle player. Uh, cool human too. And uh, it's funny when you record a song and you just like let it lie for a little bit. So I just been playing it out again. He makes it sound a lot cooler. It's called Kiss My Cheek. Lost me, kiss my 
saw this like uh, older couple they've been dancing around like I live over in the East Bay and um, this older you know they're like in their 80s and they still like teach dancing classes over there and um, at one of my gigs they were like dancing to one of my songs which isn't often <laughs> so but it's um it was so cool and like you know I almost got and I wrote this song kind of based on that and I remember like playing it around Christmas and my it was the first time me and my brother play together he's a great musician my like, parents danced to it. That was like a cool thing because I never saw them do that before. You know, they were part of ways for a long time. And that was a really cool thing to see. And Robin Hood is on. That's awesome. So it's called The Long Road. Uh, it's about the other one passes on. They're going to take the long road to whatever afterlife they have. Because, you know, that's their buddy. They want to wait for him.
devil comes a calling while I wait for you. I'll scream your name in pain. that evil got nothing on you? Welcome back to Motifs Between the Notes, sponsored by R1 Indoor Carding, Trinity Beer Garden, RI Blood Center. We have Mother Earth Wellness Dispensary and Ballet RI. I am here with the wonderful Beth Barron, who just put on an amazing performance. Beth, how are you doing today? Good. Thank you so much for having me. This is fantastic. That was such a great performance. Um, how, how long have you been playing? Well, I've been playing out live for probably the past five years um, now uh, and doing my solo thing and you know I have a lot of projects in the works and I've been playing with the Beth Barron String Band who are two uh, you know I play with a few folks from the air like Ben Richard fantastic fiddle player uh, James and Joe banjo and stand-up bass and we're all doing our originals and it's a really cool project so I've been you know all together about five years live and out live but did you always play guitar? Did you always dabble in singing? Um, I was always a songwriter, um, and I'm a piano player by nature, and uh, I taught myself guitar. I'm nice. self-taught. So it, because it started out as piano, Yeah, and yeah. to guitar. And I always thought my voice wasn't like pretty enough for the piano. I was like, this is so beautiful. <laughs> and it's just like, you know, that greeting of the guitar, so... The guitar I used today was like the first guitar I ever had, and uh, my father bought that for me, and he found it secondhand. And he's like, well, if you're going to learn, here you go. And if you want to learn a song, play a Bob Dylan song. Because I thought I, like, my voice was, like, different. He's like, he never said it was good, but he's like, play a Bob Dylan song. <laughs> well, it, it was so, so great. So Thank amazing. you. I loved it. <laughs> you're fantastic. Um, what do you, wh where was your first place that you performed? Actually, the first place I ever performed an original song was here at the parlor. That was maybe six years ago, and I came in, um, you know, weird time in my life, and I came in without a guitar, and I just needed to share a song that I wrote, and it was the first time I ever shared an original song. Um, was it during the open mics? It was during the open mic, yeah. And I remember I just wanted to come in and get out, and then I met some great folks in this community. I was like, whoa, cool. Yeah. 
you mentioned you, know. you mentioned the community, so we're both EP gals. I know. Shout out East Providence. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. So, born and raised Rhode Islander, what do you think makes the Rhode Island music scene so special? These like small like communities throughout Rhode Island, and they're like you know you you find a niche, and you're like oh I really love this, you know. I love the Warren area, you know, and I didn't even know that existed, like, with, like, mm-hmm. artistry and everything and whatnot. And even in, like, the Coventry area, and, like, Providence is fantastic, but there are so many communities throughout Rhode Island that I've had the pleasure of, like, exploring mm-hmm. uh, just by other songwriters and uh, musicians. And it's been, uh, it's very cool to kind of, like dip your like feet into like all these different communities it seems like you can bounce around pretty easily here you know with with the different communities that there are yes yes as long you know to adapt and you know if intention is good and you're just looking for like that positive um i mean you know constructive cool like you know community that you just want to share the music yeah you know and and during covid how did that i always like to ask this how did that affect you because you weren't really able to perform in in the typical sense you know up on stages in the in the performance spaces so honestly like it was um that's where I really grew I worked on my because I was terrified to play out and all of a sudden I was playing like three-hour gigs but I was working so hard at home I like lived by myself I adopted a cat hi Lola <laughs> do, you, do you still have said cat and, yeah I still have Lola <laughs> yeah and like but the thing is like during quarantine, that was such a humbling experience and really sitting with myself in writings that I never even touched for years and putting them to guitar. And, like, you know, I always, I, I've said it before, like, I felt like I was always more of a poet who just kind of happens to play guitar. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted to write that story or yeah. short stories, but to be, be able to put them in a guitar, quarantine really sat me down to do that. And then I was... um I was working at Bradley Hospital. I left Bradley Hospital, and I was teaching from home old students, and I had 27 students teaching, like, on Zoom, piano and guitar. That's beautiful. Yeah, and I worked from home, and I'm like, this is this is cool. I'm adapting, you know, mm-hmm. and whatnot. So COVID gave you that time to just spend on working on your craft, basically. A bit, because I, I had to reset my mind because it was such a shock to the system, mm-hmm. you know, so... When you were performing some of your songs, you gave some backstories. One was about, you know, a relationship not really going the best. What's your songwriting process like? Or how do you get inspired? Um, it kind of happens like this. And it's funny, um, you know, I'll write like these things that I think about down. Because I do, I have a notebook with me. I'm not really good. Like, people like hate me. They're like, use your Google calendar. I was like, I don't. I have a written planner. <laughs> Well, and sometimes I have the motion seven. of writing something down I remember makes it, it stick, yeah. And, like, I used to write down all the songs that I wrote by hand already, but, like, also even if I was going to cover a song, I, I write it down. I saw my... Because it just made me process it and, like, remember it easier. But, like, the songwriting process, it's kind of based on a something that I hear, like a saying or even a word, and then it just kind of... And I dive into you it. Snowball. Yeah, yeah, and I can't let go of it because I have so many songs that I've started, like hundreds, and I'm just like, ooh, this is awesome. I hated it at one point. I didn't want to touch that song at one mm-hmm. point, but I've kept it in bins and like bins of like revisiting years. it. Ooh, and it's really, really humbling and cool, you know, 
in hindsight, it's cool. Mm-hmm. At first, you're like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, so that makes you just shut it out, but then you, I There's don't know, a sometimes your mood can, mood can change, and so you want to come well, back. Well, yeah, growing up, um, you don't realize maybe you were at that place at one point, and you made it here. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you're like, oh, God, that song was way too dark. I can't handle it anymore. <laughs> I was like, ooh, I was, well, this was an uplift. Like, or yeah. It's just, like, so funny to see how the process of the writing went over the years and also going back to stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And have you always been primarily folk? I mean, I know that some musicians, they're, they play the genre that they're not necessarily most fond of. Are you a folk girl at heart, do you think? Or how, yeah, or... that in blues. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big blues artist, and, you know, I've played with some other musicians who are fantastic like instrumentally just amazing and it's been so fun to dive into my blues because you know Eddie James and like wanting to do like maybe some like blues you know um like a blues project Mm -hmm. that's really where I love I am a folk musician and like that songwriting sense at heart but blues I'm a how'd you find find those sounds or how did you land on those I didn't know where my voice fit in anything, and all I wanted to do was share it. And I didn't think I was good enough, too. Um, or I didn't fit the mold or whatever. And I, and then it's like, you know, there are no rules. But I remember, like, hearing, like, blues music, and I was like, oh, yeah. Like, oh, you know, I want to do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And, like, you know, that's another project that I, I want to go forward with. Because with I am, you know, I'm very, you know, I play banjo, and I can play stand-up bass, and, you know, even piano, and I'm, you know... I can play different, to, you know, to get it going, but to really be able just to sing and have this amazing band behind me, you know, there's some folks that I play with in Warren, and it's just like, wow. It, 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 it's a really cool thing to experience. Nice. Different layers, yeah. Who are, who are your inspirations? I mean, they can be local or or big time. I know, I feel like Bob Dylan's probably one of them. We've well, talked I do, about uh, Bob Dylan, and I know it's like, yeah, I do a lot of it in like that kind of like story uh, writing aspect of it 100% and like you know I can say like Paul Simon but like in you know local there are so many like you know Kate Mick is one of my favorite songwriters she's from the Swamp Birds and mm-hmm. like you know she in a band and like Morgan Johnston these songwriters that are just so amazing and they have such a different um unique um approach to the music like the Welks and they do, like, more bluegrass, but they take a turn on, like, a song. You know, they'll do a Beatles song, and you're like, ooh, they made it their own, though. Yeah. And you're like, I like it more, you know. That's not like, a Beatles like song this. anymore. That's theirs. <laughs> and it's really, it's really cool. I really enjoy um, seeing how people curate even a cover in any way they can and make it really their own, because that's what I see as confident. Mm-hmm. So even confidence, uh, you know, so some of those folks that I mentioned, like, they shift anything and make it their own. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think is really powerful. Who's, who, so do you have anybody that you take their, their music and, and make it your own? Oh, yeah, you know, I do, um, I remember when someone thought a Paul Simon song was, like, one of my originals. I'm sorry I said yes. That came back to me like, I said that four years ago, so of course karma came back. Yeah. But it was just like, you know, Kathy, I hear the drizzle of the rain. And like the one who came out, she's like, was that one of your songs? And I was just like... <laughs> well, hopefully she yes, heard it on the radio or something. 
And she's just like, wow, that girl was so humble. <laughs> it's only she's a Paul so, Simon. Yeah, yeah. It's Paul Simon. Paul Simon's covering her, her song. song. <laughs> she's humble. Oh my goodness, I love that. <laughs> so if you could see any musician live, who do you think who do you think it would be for the first time? Dead, dead or alive? It doesn't matter. I always want to see Elvis. I'm not gonna lie. Be one of the girls in the crowd. I do. Like, oh I want to faint. I want to do it. I want to hear like American Geology. And I just, it's, I, I do. It's funny because we were just talking about the movie. Maybe that's why it's coming to my mind. But yeah, Elvis, yeah. I'd really like to see live. I, that would just be such an iconic performance. Yeah. And I think we'd be friends. Yeah. You and Elvis would I'd get like, along. Hey, <laughs> do you want to like come to my songwriters thing? Want to hear my <laughs> Paul Simon song? <laughs> <laughs> so you're a female singer songwriter. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about Ladies of Folk. If you want to tell anybody out there who's not familiar with it. Yes. Um, so I am on the board actually like for the Rhode Island Folk Fest, um, and also, uh, Providence Porch Fest. And they are such advocates for, you know, curating like safe places for all musicians, but definitely women. For me, I've had my own experiences and just to have the ability to be in this space where I can curate, um, like events that support like a festival and a community and create it like from supporting like women like songwriters and who are just like like striving to like just have that safe place it's very cool so I started to do Ladies of Folk about four years ago Mm -hmm. and it was very successful and it was at a SKU Providence and they were very supportive and it was like on a Sunday it was like after Thanksgiving and it was like such a beautiful night and families were there and it was curated to like you know, kids, you know, came by, you know, husbands, you know, like other women and their partners who have, you know, and just like saying like, hey, like, Beth, like, here's my information. I want to be something, a part of this, you know, mm-hmm. and we've been supporting that. And it's been such a, um, you know, we fundraised some amazing money, like for the Round Folk Fest and mm-hmm. to go to the musicians and everything we believe in. And this year... It's on October 14th at the Music Mansion uh, right in Providence, and Stone Soup is hosting it, and you can buy tickets online. But this is going to be a very intimate like setting, um, and it's we have some amazing musicians. Who are Allison. some of the musicians performing? We I have, have Allison Callery. Allison Callery, Jen Long. Ooh, the um, Guitar Project. I, yes, <laughs> yes. Michelle Sailors, who's an amazing singer-songwriter who I happened to meet over in the East Bay, and really... Um, this other woman, uh, Mary Pierce, who I um, had the pleasure of meeting at Common Fence, who has also been supporting um, the Ladies of Folk since it started. Mm-hmm. And now she gets to play it. And like she's like starting her own over in the um, South County area to be a part of. So everything's been kind of, I don't know, it's been it's like a really wonderful part. Yeah. yeah, it's been very cool. So if you guys can make it, please do. Yeah, what was the date again? You said October... 14th. 14th at the... Music Music Mansion. Mansion. And it's um, brought to you by Stone Soup. (laughs) Wonderful. Be sure to catch it, folks. Yes. And if you want to volunteer in any way, uh, you know, we give away T-shirts and just to be a part of this really strong... um, I'm really grateful to be... It's almost like kind of like emotional because I just wish I had something like this when I started out because I was terrified. Yeah. So it's cool to be a part of it. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you ever get still terrified performing? Yep. (laughs) Well, I was going to, I was going to remark that when you walked in, you just stepped on stage and did your thing. I mean, do you have any pre-show rituals that you do or, or anything to make you feel more comfortable? I say the same 
three jokes throughout the set. And if the set is 20 minutes, you're going to hear them a little bit more if it's three hours. Did you do them tonight? I did. I think I did every I was like, oh, the jokes get worse. That's always a knee slapper. You That's know, always a good thing, you know? And they're like, oh, she's so humble. It's like, yeah. no. <laughs> Which I'm not. She's quirky. She's, she's different. Um, we were talking a bit earlier about how you incorporate music in other aspects of your life. I know that you're a teacher during during the day. Yeah. Now, tell me more about you work with nonverbal autistic children. Yes, yes, yes. Can you yes. go into more detail about how, how you incorporate your music life into your day job life? Absolutely. Um, you know, and I work in a, a various of um, differently, you know, students and um, throughout the school. And I've been at the school for three years in East Providence and they've been so amazing. And, you know, administration has been so supportive of my music that, you know, they'll pay me to do certain events because they know it's a separate entity too, but I'm a part of the community. Yeah. And as an employee, they just have been amazing and like just to play at different events and like with the students, you know, coming into a classroom and just kind of like playing, like strumming and they're like, they don't want to hear a song. They want you to sing a song about them. So like you make up a song on the spot. So you improv. Yeah. Or, you know, and and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's cool because, you know, it's just new to them. They don't get to see that every day. And I remember when I was first starting to bring in the guitar, I was like, like, Miss Beth, play one of your songs. And I was like, uh, it's it's not even Tough 10 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> this is dark. Yeah. <laughs> and then, But I started to do a song that I knew. I was like, they don't want to hear this song. And it's just like, you know, you know, and you take a kid's name, like, and then you just kind of make it up. What if it rhymes with, like, hot dog? It doesn't matter. Even if you just say hot dog in the name. It's <laughs> a brilliant song, it's regardless. Brilliant. Yeah. And they feel seen. Mm-hmm. So I started taking classes um, to really curate, like, you know, because I'm certified as a, a yoga instructor and mindfulness instructor for, like, children of um, disabilities mm-hmm. and of general education. And it's really cool that, like, it even parallels to something I've been educated in, but to deliver it in a productive manner. Yeah. I've learned a lot, too, but I just had the best school. And they're so supportive of it. I'm sure that it helps your technique, though, to come up with these songs on the fly. It does, yes, yeah. yes. Get so ready for an album of all yeah. improv, <laughs> hip-hop. So you play the ice cream socials and all the... Yeah, all the and I love socials. doing that. The ice cream social and the harvest dance. I and love like, that. They're just like, like... And they'll ask, like, what's this? And they'll help me bring in, like, the wires or something like that. And yeah. they get to learn a part, you know. They're like, she's a rock star. <laughs> I feel very cool. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, Miss Beth is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, really nice to feel that way. Yeah. You know? That's wonderful that you can incorporate it into into what you do in all aspects of and your life. And for it you know? to be accepted and respected. And supported. God, I've never experienced anything like this. That's so, beautiful. right on East Province Public Schools. Shout out to EP, EP. again. <laughs> All right. So, Beth, do you have any other uh, gigs coming up or anything that you'd like to shout out? Uh, you know, just shout out to Motif. You guys have been fantastic and such a support of, like, my music. And I mm-hmm. love supporting you guys. And just such a fan of what you do. Oh, and it's really you, fantastic. <laughs> and, you know, my gigs, if you want to check it out, you know, I'm on social media. That, you know, What's uh, your social media? It's at? Uh, Beth Barron. Straightforward. Yeah, it's to say it's Beth Barron. It's Beth Barron on Instagram. You know, Beth Barron underscore, uh, Beth underscore Barron on Instagram. Um, 
And, um, yeah, tomorrow I'm at the Guild in Pawtucket. And on Sunday I will be at Portside for brunch in uh, Bristol. And then the Ladies of Folk is coming up next weekend. So if any questions, please reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At Beth Barron, folks. Yeah, at Beth Barron. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for performing and talking to me today. That was You're wonderful. Fantastic. Thank you so much to the parlor for letting us use this wonderful space. Thank you to our sponsors once again, R1 Indoor Carding, Trinity Beer Garden. We have Ballet RI, RI Blood Center, and Trinity Beer Garden and Mother Earth wellness dispensary um we're between the notes and on the 19th we have john fusak performing so tune in for that he's a good he's a good pal of (laughs) Beth's. so thank you and good night